Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, with another Fishers and Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here this evening. And um, tonight we're going to be getting into James chapter 4. And the title of the message is uh, Be Ye Separate. And uh, we'll be getting, be talking about. A little bit more on sanctification and be talking about more about being separate um, and set apart onto the service for Christ and our Lord Jesus, for Christ and um, God the Father. Amen. <clears throat> so before we do, um, let's see what we need to pray about. And um, I think there's really not a whole lot new with. Um, prayer requests, the same old prayer requests. Um, please do pray for me as I uh, preach the, uh, tonight's message. Um, please pray for me for any upcoming uh, for uh, upcoming um, time uh, op upcoming opportunities to preach at, um, at you know a different church. Um, well, not different church, but you know to pray. Uh, not not to pray, but to preach at um, the church down in Alma. <coughs> and um, please keep me in prayer. Um, and uh, let's keep our brothers and sisters in prayer. Do please pray for Brother Joey and for, for his pain. Um, do pray for all those who tune in and uh, pray for... The families of our brothers and sisters um, that have that are lost, so pray for them. And um, yeah, I don't think there's not a whole lot more. So, <clears throat> with that said, let's go before the Lord in prayer and ask Him to bless this time. Lord Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this uh, time, Lord, of service. Thank you, Lord, uh, for all that you've done, Lord, for my life. And, Lord, do pray and ask you, Lord, that you bless this time, that you bless this service, Lord. We pray and dedicate this service to you. Please, Lord, take this and do with this as you will. Not as I will, but as you will. And, Lord, we pray that you, I just pray, Lord, that you please just give me the words to speak, Lord. And uh, pray, Lord, that, that those who watch will receive from you, not from me. And Lord, I do thank you and praise you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Um, Lord, we do pray for Brother Joey. Uh, please comfort him and pray. I just pray that you would strengthen him, Lord. Comfort him, lead him, and guide him. Give him grace and mercy. Um, Lord, we do pray for other brothers and sisters that are hurting right now. Pray, Lord, that you just give them mercy and grace. Uh, lead him and guide him. Encourage him. Pray, Lord, that you just be with them. Lead him and guide him. Lord, we also pray, Lord, for their lost family members. Um, we pray, Lord, that you please get a please get a hold of their hearts and their minds. Um, please open their eyes to help them to see their need for you. And Lord, we thank you, praise you, Lord, for that. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. Um, Lord, do you want to pray for those who watch this video? Pray, Lord, that you would prepare their hearts to receive from you. Pray, Lord. That you would convict us, lead us, guide us, comfort us, comforter, comfort us, Lord. We pray, Lord, you just just have your way, Lord, in this in this uh, service, 
on this broadcast. We pray, Lord, that you just lead us and guide us to wherever you need us to be. And Lord, we do thank you and praise you, Lord, for your goodness. And we do lift this to you. And Lord, we do pray and ask all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. Okay, guys. Um, for those of you that have the same hymn book as me, if uh, you turn your hymn books to hymn number 324, we're going to sing, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. Tis so sweet. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know the saith the lord jesus jesus how i trust him how i proved him more and o'er jesus jesus precious jesus Oh, for grace to trust Him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust His cleansing blood, just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him all and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus. Just from sin and self to cease. Just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. Now I've proved him all and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. <coughs> I'm so glad I learned to trust him, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that he is with me, will be with me to the end. <clears throat> Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him all and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, Oh, for grace to trust him more. <coughs> Amen. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> now, we're going to sing num uh, hymn number 340, The Solid Rock. 
My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not to trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest in on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. <clears throat> On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, may, oh, may I then in him be found. Dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. <coughs> I'm sorry, I probably butchered that one. But uh, that is going to be it for to now. That's going to be it for now. And... Um, Again, it is good to be here this evening, and um, announcements, um, one week from today, one week from today, um, I will not be doing, there will be no, there will be no broadcast one week from today. Uh, one week from today, I will be heading down to uh, Elma to preach uh, down there on Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Uh, actually, hang on a second. <coughs> no, that is 6 p.m. I got that right. I was wrong. Uh, I was, oh, uh, well, actually, no, I was right. I just, I thought I was wrong. But 6 p.m. on, <coughs> excuse me. So 6 p.m. on Sunday. <clears throat> I will be down in Elma preaching at Freedom Free Will Baptist. So there will be no, there is no um, Fishers of Men service that night. Okay, whatever I preach there will be in replace of the message that I'll usually preach on Sunday night. Um, let's see here. Also, I'll be going back down there on the 
20th, I think it's the 20th, it's, it's Father's Day, um, yes, it's the 20th, I think it is, <coughs> so I'm going back down there on the 20th in the morning to preach, but the, I will be preaching, um, but so, that Sunday night there will be a broadcast, um, so no broadcast a week from today, but on the 20th there will be a broadcast, amen, so keep that in mind, um, Pray for me, pray for, uh, um, pray for me as I preach in, a, in about a week, uh, pray for the services, pray that God will just have his way and will, and, uh, pray that, um, people will be blessed by it, amen? So, <clears throat> other than that, there is no other new message, there's no other new announcements, um, I'm sorry, but I keep getting... Uh, messages popping up, so don't mind that. Um, I will get to those messages after I'm done with tonight's service. Um, okay, so tonight we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be we're going to be talking about uh, being se being separated, be separate, and um, we're going to look at it from the point of James chapter four. So, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to James chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 1. And uh, we might go through the whole chapter. It doesn't look like it's a lengthy chapter, but we'll go through it. <coughs> Amen? So, James chapter 4, starting in verse 1. It says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust... And have not, ye kill and desire to, and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Okay, now, there was a series that I did called The Three Categories of Sin. <clears throat> and we talked about the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Okay? And so, James is talking here to believers. He's talking to the, to the church. Okay? And at the beginning of verse 2, it says, Ye lust and have not. Okay? Now, why is that? Because lust is sin. And when you lust after something, you are sinning against God. Remember, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. If you want money, <clears throat> well, you, you lust after money. Um, people who want women and look at women. <coughs> Technically, are... Excuse me. When people want women, um, and they look at them in such a way that is not um, profitable, people tend to lust after them, and that is lust. But lust, you can lust at many things. You can lust at women. You can lust at money, power, you know, whatever. <clears throat> 
All right, and we and and as we as Christians, we ought to be careful to not lust. Not just you, not just me, but we all have to be careful. Okay? Because lust will get you. <coughs> Excuse me. Um so lust will get you. Um so ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. My float my throat was getting a little scratchy and so I just needed some water. <sighs> okay. So ye lust. And have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, <clears throat> because ye ask not. Now, typically when we when we want things, and it can be good things, um, you know, we kind of wonder why we don't have them. Well, you usually don't have them. Because you ask, you don't ask for things. You don't ask it. God wants us to ask him. Okay? So for an example, if you want a wife, you ask God for a wife. Now, it might be, if you're, if you're, wanting, if you're wanting to marry a particular person, <coughs> God will kind of give you one of two answers. He'll give you, a yes, or he'll give you something better. Okay? But we have not because we ask not. Okay, now how many of you want something, and it doesn't have to be a bad thing, it can be a good thing, but how many of you how many of you want something but you don't you just don't you don't have it? And you kind of wonder why. Well, one particular reason why you don't have a particular thing is because you probably didn't ask God. God wants you to ask him for things. He either will give it to you or he'll give you something better. Okay? Always ask the Lord. You always ask the Lord with whatever you want. You always ask the Lord. Now, this is not... To be <clears throat> taken in such a way that oh, I'm going to ask God for a Corvette and He's going to give it to me. No, uh, so there's sometimes that God won't. God won't. There's some things that God won't give to you because it won't benefit you. Okay, but when you pray and ask God for things, <clears throat> you want. Well, first of all, He wants you to ask Him. He already knows what you want. He already knows what you need. But sometimes he wants you to ask him. I mean, if you have kids and you know your kids want cookies, probably a bad example. Sometimes you want your kids to ask you for them. They don't want you, you don't want them just to go ahead and take it. <clears throat> okay? So it's important that we, we, we ask 
God for things and not just, you know, and not try to force something upon, you know, not try to force, force it. You know what I'm saying? Not to try to force whatever you want. Now, it says, okay, you have not because you ask not. Okay, you, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lusts. Okay, sometimes God will not answer you. Sometimes he just, sometimes he won't answer. Well, okay, I don't, I don't want, okay, hang on a second. That's really bad terminology. My mind is going 130 miles an hour right now, so bear with me, okay? Um, the re- okay, There are times that you will ask God for something, but he won't give it to you. Here's why. Because you have to ask yourself why you want it. Because when you ask God for things... Your intention is just as important as you asking. Amen. What, how, your intention of why you want a certain thing is just as important as if you it's just as important as you asking. <clears throat> Amen. Because you may be asking God and you may, it may seem like, oh, well, it's not a bad thing, but you may be asking it so that you can consume it by your lusts. Sometimes your heart, sometimes when you have lust in your heart and you want certain things because you lust in your heart after it, God will not give it to you. That, now, when I say give it to you, I don't mean he'll never give it to you. He he won't give it to you at that time. Because there's a there's a better time. Amen. So when you ask God for things, ask it you want to ask him with the right motivation. If you're asking God, if you're asking God for things, just so you can lust satisfy your lusts God's not going to give it to you because when you lust you sin and God calls us to live holy and sanctified lives there's nothing wrong with wanting to be married and there's nothing wrong to desire marriage but when you lust after your when you lust after women and you go before God and you ask him for a wife he's not going to he's probably not going to give it to you he's probably not going to give it to you right there and then he'll most likely is going to deal with the lust in your heart and he's going to help you to refocus your attention on him so he can so he can uh you know so he can correct 
whatever is in your heart so that you won't have to lust after a woman. You can rely on God that he'll provide you a woman. I know that might sound very complicated. But let me just put it this way to make it simple. If you desire marriage, that's a good thing. But if you lust after a woman, God will probably may not give it to you right there and then. <coughs> He'll give it to you at the right time. Okay? Now, that might poke a hole in your in your in your pride and ego, but understand that God is not going to give us things just so we can feed our lusts. Because if we're doing it to feed our lusts, you're going to most likely misuse and abuse whatever good thing that God sends your way. So God is going to, I don't want to say withhold it, but he's going to give it to you at the right time. Okay? And this is where we have to trust God and trust that God has what's best for us. We cannot just we cannot just be in sin and ask God to give us what we want just so we can consume it on our lusts because that he won't do it. God will give it to you at the right time. Now, it says ye adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. <clears throat> now, let me say this, okay? When you, when you go about um, living in sin and living like the devil and living like the world, and there is no change... You are, you are an enemy of God. Why? Because God hates sin. And God is not of this world. Which means he calls his people to be out of this world. We are not to be partakers of this world. We are to be... We're to live in the world, but we're not of the world. So when you are a friend of this world, you are an enemy of God. Now, why do I say this? Okay, let's go to here. Let's see, God of this world. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine should shine onto them. <clears throat> now what does that mean? Okay? The God of this world is Satan. Now you might say, well, Brandon, that's just why do you say that? God created the world. Yeah, you're right. God did create this world and created everything in it. Okay, but God is not the God of this world. 
okay? The God of this world is Satan. And Satan is the enemy of God. So therefore, if you are a friend of this world, you are an enemy of God. But if, if you are with God, this world will hate you. Okay? In John chapter 15 verse 18 it says if the world hates you you if the world hates you ye know that it hated me before it hated you. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 13 marvel not my brethren if the world hates you. Do you know why the world hates you? I'll tell you why. Turn with me to uh, save your spot here in James. Turn with me to John. John chapter 3. <clears throat> John chapter 3. And um, we are going to read. Start in verse 18. It says, He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be proved. That's why... The world's going to hate you. Do you know why? Because the ways of this world are wicked. The ways of this world is evil. The ways of this world is to sin. Okay? And this world hates dark. This world hates light because they don't want their evil deeds to be manifest. And Jesus says, ye are the light of the world. We are salt, we're light, and we're supposed to shine in this dark world. And men, men will hate you because you are the light of the world. You see, this is why we are to be separate. This is why you cannot be born again and live like a bunch of devils. We are to be separated. We are to live sanctified, holy lives. Be ye holy as I am holy. We are to be separate from this world. Amen. We are to be separate from this world. We are not to be partakers of this world. Because James says that if we are a friend of the world, we are an enemy of God. Do <clears throat> you know why? Because if you are a, a, if you, okay, um, uh, hang on a second. I'm just I'm thinking of the first here. Um, okay, 
1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21, it says, Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Let me tell you something. You cannot be, you cannot be, you cannot claim the name of Christ and live like a bunch of devils and be friends with the world. You're either going to love the Lord and hate the world, or you're going to love the war, love the world or hate God. You cannot be in between. There is no such thing as a medium Christian like that. There's no, there's no putting one foot in, in the world and one foot of God. You're either going to be both feet in God or be both feet in the world. The choice is yours. You cannot be a friend of God and a friend of the world. You know why? Because God and the world are opposites. If you are a friend of this world, you are an enemy of God. And if you're if you're a friend of God, you're an enemy to the world. Why? Because the world is wicked. The world's deeds they hate the light. They don't want their works exposed. They want to keep things hidden and, and in darkness. But I got a, I got some news. I got a news flash for you. If you think you can hide your sin, unless you repent of it, your sin will find you out. You cannot, and I repeat, you cannot live a two-faced life. Don't you dare think you can live a two-faced life. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You're either going to be a friend of God and, a, and an enemy of the world, or you're going to be a friend of the world and an enemy with God. Or enemy of God. <clears throat> Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth the envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Folks, do you know what the problem is with a lot of these so-called Christians in the churches nowadays? They are double-minded. They are two-faced. They go to church on Sundays. They say, oh, Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo. And then you know what they do afterwards? After they're done, they go out and get a case of beer and live like the devil. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. <clears throat> Listen, folks. I'm not trying to be mean, but I want you guys to pay attention to something here. Pay attention. 
you have a choice. You can live like the devil or you can live like God. But you can't have it both ways. Which will you choose? Will you live with God and be a living sacrifice unto God? Or will you just live like the devil and live in sin and produce rotten fruit? There is no in-between, folks. No in-between. You cannot have it both ways. You are to be separate Ye are to be separate. Can I get an amen from God's people on that? Ye are to be separate from this world. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. The law There is one lawgiver who is able to save and, and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not, what shall be on the morrow? For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little while, and then vanisheth away. You know, I we have a nasty habit we have a nasty habit of, how do I put this? We've got a bit of a nasty habit of saying, oh, tomorrow we're going to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. But James is, James is saying, this is what he says, for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. So we shouldn't be in this thing where we say, oh, we're going to do this and this and this, or and this and this and this and this and this. No. We need to say, if the Lord wills, we'll do this. If the Lord wills, we'll do that. <clears throat> Charles Spurgeon says this. He says, unless we purposely live with a view to the next world, we cannot make much out of our present existence. Amen. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't. Tomorrow, for all we know, tomorrow we could pass away. Our life is nothing but a vapor. So we need to say, if the Lord wills. But now ye rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him, it is sin. 
Can I tell you something? If someone asks you for something and you know you can provide it to them and you don't, it's counted as sin. I'll give you an example. Um, I uh, had a time where I could have, I could have witnessed to someone and give someone the gospel, but I was too, I guess, as you would say, as I was um, a coward and didn't share them. I didn't share the gospel with them. I I missed my opportunity. Okay, I missed my opportunity. And you want to know something? I could, I I could have and should have witnessed to him this particular man, and I didn't. I had to repent for that, because there is something that I had that he he probably needed, and that was Christ. We need to understand is if you can do good to someone and you don't do it and you're able to do it, it's sin. It's sin. We need to separate ourselves and we need to live holy lives. Amen. We need to live holy lives. We're to live sanctified lives. We are to live separate from this world. Not to not to leave this world, but separate. You know, a lot of churches nowadays are so one foot in the world and one foot in God, they think that, oh, praise God, we can we can we'll get saved and we pray our prayer and we'll get saved and we can we can we can and, and once we know we go to heaven we can go to we can go and live like the devil praise god no that's not what bible christianity is about christ came to save you from your sin christ did not save you so you can sin more christ saved you from your sin and james chapter 4 is a very powerful set of passages to show us that we need to be living sanctified and set apart lives. If you if you claim the name of Christ and you're living and you're going out and living like the devil, you are an adulterer or an adulteress. Do you know why? Because you cannot Claim the name of Christ and yet go live off like the devil and start kissing idols and start worshiping them. That is spiritual adultery, folks. Spiritual adultery. First of all, that's cheating on God. And God is a jealous God. If you think you can go and claim the name of Christ and go off and live like the devil and live like you can do whatever you want. 
You are an adulterer, an adulteress, and you are a double-minded man, and you're unstable in all your ways. Don't be ignorant of that fact. Don't be ignorant. We ought to humble ourselves and go before God and repent of our sin and to strive to live a holy and righteous life. Don't think that just because you're a Christian, you can go off and live like the devil. By the way, that refutes the that even refutes the fact that you can go and sin all you want so grace can abound much more. God forbid. Grace is not a license to sin. And James chapter 4, we can see that in James chapter 4. If you sin, you repent of your sin and you move forward. Amen. This is not you can live and you can live in God and live like the devil and think that everything's going to be all fine and dandy. Submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. So, I want to wrap it up with this. Okay, I want to wrap it up with this. Listen, I'm not trying to be mean or hate on you or, or to or to be mean or poke poke at you and and laugh and ha ha ha. No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to you know, listen, I'm not trying to do anything. But I have to preach the whole gospel. Amen. I need to preach the whole gospel. So I just want to just take this time and say this. Believers, if you're truly born again and you sin, God is going to chasten you. And he's going to chasten you so you might repent. Okay? God will make you sorry for what you did. He will make you and he'll do it by chastisement. Okay? But believers, I want to exhort you. Do not live like the world. Okay, don't live like the world. We all struggle with that, but we cannot live like the world, okay? We ought to be an example to this world. We ought to be a light in this world. Amen. Let's not confuse let's not confuse the lost and dying world with who we really are, okay? Let's be genuine Christians and not phonies, okay? And the way to do that is to be real and to be honest about yourself. Amen, is to be honest about yourself and honest on what you do. <clears throat> Amen.
So I, I want to just take some time. I want to close out in prayer. And as, and as soon as I'm done, we're going to sing hymn number 451. 451. And um, as I sing this, if there's anything that the Holy Ghost has laid on your heart to repent of, this that will be the time to, to get it right. Amen. So let's go ahead and we'll close out in prayer and we'll sing. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for this time to, to share your word. Um, pray, Lord, that you'd please uh, just touch people's hearts, Lord, touch people's lives. I pray, Lord, you would convict them. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you just lead them and guide them, Lord. Pray that you'd please help them. And pray, Lord, that you please help them to repent, Lord, that they might come back to you in love and serve you with a whole heart, Lord. And, Lord, I do thank you for this day. Pray, Lord, that um, you bless this week, and, Lord, make this a good week coming up. We do pray and ask all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right, guys, hymn number 451. All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender, humbly at His feet I bow. Worldly pleasures all forsaken, take me Jesus, take me now. I surrender all. I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all, all to Jesus, I surrender, make me Savior, holy Thine. Let me feel the Holy Spirit, truly know that Thou art mine. I surrender all, I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all, all to Jesus I surrender, Lord I give myself to Thee, 
Fill me with thy love and power. Let thy blessing fall on me. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. <clears throat> Amen. You guys surrender all to Jesus. Amen. God is good. God is love. God is merciful. And God is willing to forgive. The only thing that we, the thing that we have to do is go before God and confess our sins to Him. Amen. Listen, guys, I love you. Um, I hope this was, um, hopefully this was something to kind of put in perspective. Um, and uh, I hope that this this uh, teaching would challenge you a little bit. Um, hopefully that, uh, you know, you guys got something out of this, something that you grow from. Amen. And we ought to live. And let me tell you something. How you live matters. Okay. How you live matters because the lost and dying world is looking at you, seeing if they can try to trip you up. And if they, if they can trip you up, they're going to mock you and they're going to mock everybody that's a Christian. We ought to set a good example for the lost and dying world. Amen. That's why it's important that we talk about this because we need to be light. We need to be salt. Our churches need revival. We need revival in this nation. Amen. We need revival in this nation. Um, all right, you guys. So like I said, uh, no no, uh, no broadcast one week from today because I'll be down in uh, Elma preaching. So you pray for me on that. And there will be a video on the 20th because I'm only going to be preaching in the morning. Okay, so uh, no video in a week from today and like I think two, three weeks from today there will be. Okay, so other than that, that's going to be it for tonight. This is Brother Brandon. I'm signing off for the day. I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a great night, and we'll see you all later. God bless you guys. Have a good week. See ya. Bye.